Welcome to AJHP Voices, now comprising interviews on contemporary pharmacy issues and discussions with AJHP authors. The service was formerly known as AJHP Podcasts. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. This is William Zelmer for AJHP Voices, speaking with the lead author of an article entitled Development of a Pharmacy Student Research Program at a Large Academic Medical Center. With me is Dr. Melena McLaughlin, who is Assistant Professor, Chicago College of Pharmacy, Midwestern University, and HIV-ID Clinical Pharmacist at Northwestern Memorial Hospital in Chicago. Elena, please uh, tell our listeners why this program was created. Well, we really found that a lot of our students had exposure to bench research or research in a laboratory, but not a lot of our students had experience with clinical research. So we wanted to provide opportunities for our pharmacy students with clinical research And we also wanted them to have experience with clinical research earlier in pharmacy school than their fourth year of classes so that they really could get an experience with having to start the project, collect the data, possibly present a poster and have a manuscript submitted and really go through the entire process prior to graduation. Mm -hmm. So have you expressed formal objectives for the program? Yes, we have tried to create a mutually beneficial program to help increase research for both uh, clinical pharmacists at our academic medical center, as well as increase research for clinical pharmacy faculty at the College of Pharmacy, and then to provide exposure to our pharmacy students. Okay. So what are the main features of the program in terms of its structure and, and how it works? So to start, we have students take an elective course in the spring quarter, and they do collaborative institutional training initiative or city training. And they also do sign a contract that details uh, weekly hour requirements, criteria for authorship, et cetera, upon entrance to our program. And then once they complete the elective, if they wish, they can go into our summer program. For our summer program, we have mentors and a lead student. Our mentors provide detailed research plans and oversee our students throughout the summer. And for the lead students, once they complete a year of research, they are eligible to be a lead student. We match up the students to the projects based on their interest, as well as the number of mentors and students that we have. And we do have also several funding mechanisms. Some of our students do federal work study. We do have a few intramural grants. Some of our students have elective credit. And we do also have a few student volunteers. After that, we have students who go on to present posters from that. And some students continue after the summer through the school year and may come back the following summer. Well, your article reports the experience with the program between 2009 and 2013. I assume the program is still active. Is that right? Yes, it definitely is still active. And how many students have participated? We've had approximately 75 students in the program so far. Hmm. Could you comment a bit on the qualifications and time commitment for the faculty and the practitioner mentors who are involved? Yes. So for the time commitment of the faculty, it is more upfront because we need to have the project approved. It needs to be a feasible project. 
we need to meet and train the students and get them started with data collection. And then after that, they meet weekly with the students as well as um, in between if there are any questions from the students. For the practitioner mentors, it would be the same. They would meet with the students to train them as well as if the students have any questions. In terms of the qualifications for the practitioner mentors, they do have to commit to having um, the feasible idea as well as mentoring the student if they wish to do a poster at the ASHP mid-year, committing to mentoring the student uh, through that process. Okay. So I'm curious, how do you interest students and recruit them? We have not had any problem having student interest. Usually we have more students than we can take, and we actually have to email our colleagues and try and find more mentors for these. Many students will contact us on their own, student advisees. There is a student research forum that we do hold at Midwestern that several of the faculty that do lab research also come and present at many students that are already interested in our program and from some word of mouth, but also I believe that a lot of the students are interested in doing a residency and I think that they're seeking out these opportunities. Melina, I know that you've had a key role in developing and uh, expanding this program and I'm I'm curious, what is it about the, the program that particularly interests you? I was very lucky as an infectious diseases fellow to come into this program when it was a few years old. And I was able to really help develop and increase the number of students in this program. Also, we were able to increase the number of students that we were able to get funded through federal work study because a lot of our students do need to have some type of income during the summer. So now they were able to get at least some income through the research. And I'm really excited for this program because through the years, I've been able to see students come through the program for multiple years. They've graduated and gone on to residencies, and it's really fulfilling, and it really instills pride in me to see them grow throughout the years and go off to residency and really have this experience and know that there's something that, you know, we developed this program and gave them this experience and that that helped them along their their pharmacy path and really influenced their career. Mm -hmm. Can you generalize at all about the type of student that typically decides to apply for the program? We have two different types of students that are generally interested. The first type are students that have done bench research or lab research in an undergrad program, and they've worked in a micro lab or they've worked with animal lab, and now they're really interested in doing clinical research. And then the other type of student would be a student interested in doing a residency, and they want to just see how to do research. They're looking to have more information on their CV and get those types of experiences prior to committing to doing a residency. Well, Melina, can you give us a sense of the type of research that has been conducted by students so far? Most of our research is retrospective chart reviews, and most of our clinical faculty in our program are infectious diseases trained. However, we do have other practitioner mentors in medicine as well as emergency medicine. And a few of the examples that we have are evaluation of clinical outcomes in patients with gram-negative bloodstream infections according to cefepime minimum inhibitory concentrations. We've also looked at a lot of drug shortages research. So we've looked at the need for standardization of assessing impact of antibiotic shortages on patient outcomes. 
We've looked at resolution times of antibiotic drug shortages, as well as the evaluations of clinical interactions between ceftriaxone and calcium. Well, hearing those examples, I'm sort of curious, to what extent has the research that's been done by students been a practical value in clinical care at the Academic Medical Center? With the projects that we've completed at the Academic Medical Center, a lot of the information has been brought to the pharmacy and therapeutics committees as feedback. And we look at things such as adherence to guidelines, or if we're looking at antibiograms and resistance rates, and we're able to provide this information and potentially switch our formulary agents or provide feedback to physicians about how well they are adhering to guidelines or our institutional protocols. And this has definitely been of great value. Mm-hmm. What measures have you used to gauge the success of the program? So we have gained a lot of really wonderful feedback from the students. They have been able to um, not only participate in the research at the Academic Medical Center, but also shadow pharmacists on rounds and experience what it might be like to be a fourth-year student. And also, we have had over 10 peer-reviewed publications, 43 student posters. We've had 68 students receive honors for their research, as well as seven students receive grants. Those are impressive numbers. (laughs) Have you observed at all, Malena, whether the program has seemed to influence the career path that the students choose? I think that students definitely are influenced by our program because they are given a lot of autonomy and a lot of independence. And I think that this helps them to really define what they may want to do. And it does give them a lot of exposure to different types of pharmacy careers. So I definitely have seen a lot of our students really grow in independence over the years that they are in our program. It gives them a, a really good idea of, of where they want to go. And I think when they do get to residencies, as many of our students have gone on to do, that it gives them a really great start to that pharmacy residency research project and knowing what they'd like to do and really hitting the ground running with that project. Yeah, makes sense. Well, Melena, what advice uh, do you have for others who are contemplating establishing a student research program similar to yours? I would recommend it. It's a great way to involve students and to educate them in different ways that they definitely are not getting in a classroom. I think that if you are at an institution that already has an established relationship with the College of Pharmacy, reaching out to that College of Pharmacy and faculty at the College of Pharmacy and seeing if there is already an established program there or if there would be interest with students coming to the institution. I would also uh, make sure to check for any uh, school agreements for the students because there are oftentimes background checks or other types of screenings that need to be done before the students do come to the academic center for data collection and other activities. Well, Dr. Melena McLaughlin, thank you very much for taking time to discuss with me uh, some facets of your paper dealing with a pharmacy student research program at a large academic medical center. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org.